Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Tanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg, all of Shalom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, all of Shalom, and Rabbi Yael HaKoyen Khan, all of Shalom. It's also in the schus and merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel and Risha Katz, Le'erich Yomim V'Shonim Tevis, for many healthy years. We begun Peter Gimel, chapter 3 of Tanya, where after explaining the Nefesh Alekis, the divine soul, and its very divine, natural, inherent personality, the Alter Rebbe is discussing now the anatomy, the structure of the soul. What makes it tick? What are its components? How does it work? And with this we get an insight literally like an x-ray of what is within our very capacity, the soul that is within inside of us. Not just in general terms that it's a divine personality, that it's a chelika lekamim mal mamish, but also how its functions are divine. And what's most fascinating here is it forces us in a good way, it behooves us, it challenges us to look at ourselves in a new way. To look at ourselves in a new way, because when you think of a, of a human being, a human being, we know we have a mind, we have emotions. But on a very basic level, if you ask an average person, tell me, how do you function? I'll say, well, my mind thinks things through, observes, analyzes, evaluates. My emotions feel. And you, if you say to someone, and who's in charge? Who's in control? Usually it's the emotions the impulses, the temptations. We're not even talking about things that are, not for, that are forbidden and, and prohibited, that are not allowed. Just in general, we're impulsive creatures. But being that we're adults and we're not children, so we allow our minds to reflect. Sometimes it reflects more, sometimes less. And in some way there's a negotiation going on between mind and heart, between the cognitive and the emotional. You know, you're walking down the street, you see something that attracts you, but you have an important appointment. So you don't just follow that. You, you, whatever attracts you, you go to your appointment. Someone calls you 7 o'clock in the morning, we need you for a minion. Or we need to go visit someone that's sick. 7 o'clock in the morning, can you make it at 8? And if someone reaches to you and you say, you know what, the right thing to do is not to sleep another hour, I'm going to go to the minion. I'm going to go help somebody. Sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes... It's the impulses that control us. And we're going to learn a lot about this later in Tanya, in the battle between the Nefesh Abamis and the Nefesh Alekis. But let's now bring it back to where we are now. Here the Altareb is developing the narrative. Right now he's discussing the part of us that is the divine voice within us, the divine soul within us. And it has a full body, a full arsenal, you can say, of ten faculties that are divine faculties. Later, when we start in chapter 6 and on, we're going to talk about the faculties of the animal soul and what they're driven by. And ultimately in chapter 9, 
discuss the final ultimate confrontation between the divine and the anim, the divine soul and the animal soul. The Nefesh Abamis, which was described at the end of chapter one. But now we're in chapter two and going through chapter five, it's all going to be about the divine soul. So the divine soul now within you, ticking inside of you, has a full arsenal, a full tool chest of faculties. So they're not neutral faculties. These are actually divine faculties. And the words of the Alter Rebbe, that these faculties, as he started in the chapter, of the, the faculties within the Nefesh, Ruch, and Neshama, Klulam Eser Pchines, ten dimensions that correspond to and mirror the ten Sphiris El Yenis. Not only are they divine in nature, that they're pure and they do what God wants, they actually evolve from the ten Sphiris El Yenis, they evolve from there, originate from there, in a sense, they are the ten spheres as they are within you. You have the ten divine attributes within you. They're called the ten keiches nefesh, the ten faculties of the divine soul. And they break into two parts. In the spheres, they're called sholish imes v'shevek fules, the, seven, the three mothers, chachma bina das, and the seven doubles, as we explained what doubles means. Because in the Hebrew alphabet, there are seven letters that have a double, they can have an emphasis, a strong and a weak emphasis. And they're called the Shivisimeh Habinyan. The seven days of structure. The seven days of construction. Or the seven days of creation. Each one corresponding to one of the seven Midas. That's in the Svirah Salyanus. And they're called Chesed, Gvorah, Teferes, Chulu. The first main three are Chesed, Gvorah, Teferes, and the Chulu, Netzach, Chayid, Yisrael, Malchus. And then he said, Vekach, Benefesh Adam. The same is now the Nefesh Adam, which is what we're talking about, the divine Nefesh. The Chelik, Elikam, and Malmam, is the Nefesh Alekis. That it too, Shenechlekes, Lishtayim, Seichel, Amidus. That it divides and breaks into two. Intellect, or the cognitive, and emotions, the feelings. The cognitive is essentially something that one does with themselves. You think, you contemplate, you conceive, you contemplate, you develop an idea, and you come to a conclusion. So it is about an idea that's not about your very nefesh, it's about any idea, about any subject matter, and emotions is relationship. It's a feeling, a feeling of attraction, and what are they? In the human nefesh, here he calls them seichel amidis. Before he says shalosh imes and shevek fules. Now he says seichel amidis because that's our actual faculties. Haseichel keilo chachma bino adas. We learned the seichel consists of three faculties, three dimensions: chachma bino adas. Some people translate it as wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. The truth is, chachma is conceiving. Bina is understanding and contemplating, and Das is concluding and connecting with. And actually, later in this Peda Gimel, we're going to actually dispel it out. He's going to spell out exactly what Chachma Bina Das. So, without the Rebbe, actually explains them, not just words. That's the Vamidas. What are the Midas of the Nefesh Alikis? So, Midas in general, you could say, is Chesed, Gvurit, Teferis, Netzachedi, and Malchus. But we're not just talking about regular Chesed, we're talking about a divine faculty. It's part of the divine soul. So, Avas Hashem. The first step is Avas Hashem, the first of the emotions. What does that correspond with? The Chesed. The Chesed 
in the Svidus al Yenus and not Silus, that manifests in the Shtalshul from, from Shtalshul Mem, that evolves into the Avas Hashem in a person. So let's talk about that. And then the next step is going to be Yopagde, Viyirose, Ulafare. Here the Alter Rebbe focuses because he's not really coming to break down all the emotions. That's not the focus of this chapter. He wants to give us the sense that we're talking about these faculties. In Ageres HaKedah, Simen Tezvav, he discusses the rest of the spheres. Netzachet, you say, the Malchus, as they apply into the faculties of the soul. But let's talk, so, so how do we explain the connection between Avas Hashem to Chesed, so let's, let's just discuss that for a moment and break it down. Chesed means love and kindness. That is you're attracted to something or to someone. And therefore you're drawn to them. What is that when it translates into a faculty of the Kerechus HaNefesh? That's Ava. Ava means you love someone, you're drawn to them. It is a, the Midah of Chesed. In the context of the divine soul, since it's chesed from chesed of the Svirus Salyanus, so how does that manifest the person's Avas Hashem? When we're drawn to and we feel attracted and close to godliness. Now, how we get to that, we're going to learn shortly, it comes through these bananus of Chabad. But let's talk about the Midas themselves. Because Chabad gives birth, like the Imes, the mothers. But let's talk about the actual Midah itself, the, the child. So, Love is attraction. Kvura, on the other hand, is restraint. So if chesed is attraction, kvura can be repulsion, but not necessarily negative because you are afraid of something. Kvura means restraint. It could also be translated as discipline, severity, judgment. You're not about being attracted. It's about really taking discretion, discipline. How does that translate in Avedis Hashem? That's Pachde Virose. A certain reverence, respect, awe. I didn't use the word fear because fear is very much associated with negative things like the fear of a thief, the fear of fire, the fear of uh, danger. Here, it's a respect. If Av is being drawn, I feel close. Yira. And Pachet is feeling a respect, a certain, you can maintain distance. That's the definition of, um, in this context, Yerosi is Baruch. So essentially, Av is attraction, Yira is standing back. It's like when the Eden, by Har Sinai, they stood back. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he came to the Sna, he stood back. You recognize you're in the presence of something great, a melech. A love is when you feel the closeness and the intimacy. And here is when you feel the respect and the distance in a good way. Meaning, wow, this is something beyond me. And I stand in awe and humility. And then comes ulafare. How does teferes, the third sphere, the third mida, I should say, chesagur teferes, ulafare can be translated Essentially, it's venerating, glorifying. Tiferes from the word beauty. It's like when you see the king and you describe, wow, look at this unbelievable tiferes. And it's part of the Aveda of a person 
to look at the beauty of God. You can see that beauty through creation. You can see the beauty through what God provides us, the blessings. Or when you look through this, you can see the beauty of God by understanding the eloquence and the poetry of God's artistry, of God's the creation both of our physical world and the spiritual worlds. So that's Ulafare. And all this is in the divine soul. You also will have these three emotions that we just spoke about in the animal soul. You could also love things that are not divine. And you could also have pachad and yira. And lefari, things that you enjoy, the beauty of the world, not necessarily in holiness. We're not talking now again anything prohibited. But here the discussion is all in the divine. So these are your faculties inside your divine soul. As I said before, we're talking about the three main emotions. The rest are subcategories in these first three. Now, goes back, just as we have these two categories, Meichen and Midas, Chabad and Chagas v'chulu, and all the emotions, the cognitive and intellectual, now, just as it is in the spheres, Elianus, what we say, the Chabad, they're not just two categories. They're two, two different uh, realms. They have two different roles. The Chabad Nikru Imois, Umoker Lemidis, The Chabad of the Nefesh, Chochmah bin Adas, are called the mothers and the source of the emotions. Nikri imis umokilamidis. So he says three things here, he's going to say. Chochmah bin Adas, Nikri, they're called the mothers and the mocker, the source of the emotions. Because the emotions are the children of the intellect. Which is, of course, the whole basis of this discussion here. Later, we're going to learn in the animal soul that doesn't work that way. You can have emotions and they actually can control your mind. Here, in the Nefesh Alekis, it doesn't work that way. Everything begins with reflection. Everything begins with a plan, with a strategy in the mind. Just like in the spheres. You never have Chagas directing Chabad. In the spheres it goes, Chachmah bin Adas. God plans. And based on the plans, he creates Shiva Simeha Binyan, the seven days of creation. So too in the divine soul, that's how it works. Chabad are the image, the mothers. I explained last week why it's called mothers, not oves, even though chachm is an av, because we're talking as im habonim smeich, as the mothers, the bina is the mother and the birth of the amidas, because we want it to be related to the amidas. The father is a step away. Actually, chachm was discussed more in, part, in chapter 2 of Tanya. Chachmosi is borrowed, the chachm, etzim tipas av. We discussed that last week. But then he says it's called the mothers. Umakir is the source of the emotions. But then he adds seemingly a redundant statement. Once you say it's the mothers and it's the source of the emotions, why do you say Kiamidis and Teldas Chabad? Because the Midas are the children of the intellect. So the Rebbe Rashab actually explains, because he's coming to emphasize that it's the children of the intellect, that's the process. But the emotions are part of the soul before the intellect gives birth to them. We said earlier, just like in the ten spheres, Chagas 
the Midas emerge and are born through the mothers, through the parents. But Chagas is embedded in the soul just like as Chabad is. So he's emphasizing they're the children. That doesn't mean, however, they're, the, 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 they're not just, when you read just the source, you can say, you know what? They don't exist without the source. They do exist. But to stimulate and to awaken them and bring them alive, you need the Chabad. So in a way you could say the soul has in it all ten faculties. The process, how you stimulate, how you bring it to the surface, Chabad gives birth to the Midas, the Meichin, the intellect, and the cognitive gives birth to the emotions. So, Kiamidis this Chabad. The Midas, the emotions, are the children of the intellect. Just one important thing to emphasize now. This is going to be the basis of so much of Tanya, where you don't just follow your emotional impulses, even if they're holy impulses, that you always have the Meichin guiding our emotions, guiding and directing them. It's a fundamental principle in the whole Tanya and in all of Chassidus that through contemplation, <clears throat> which is through Chachma Bin Vedas, that you come to feel and experience God. Now, can a person just instinctively, intuitively feel and experience God? Of course. There are times you just have an awakening. You can be walking the street and you can even start crying a certain existential sensitivity that you may have. It could be Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. It could be other times of the year. Yahweh Yisederus. That's not to be dismissed. But those can come and go and dissipate quickly as well. When it's driven by a contemplation, and the words of the Rambam, Ketzid Yovei, or Heyech, Hiyaderech Lavosu Yovei How does a person come to love and awe of God? Bishoshi is Beinen Adam. So in other words, Seichel directs and also stimulates emotions, makes sure they're sustainable, and also makes sure they're harnessed and guided properly. When it comes purely from instinct and impulse, it could maybe coming from a good place, but you need guidance because emotions are exactly that. They need, they are a passion and a fire that needs harnessing. So this Rambam I just quoted is from Hilchus Yisrael, at the beginning of chapter 2, and later in Hilchus Tshuva, the end of chapter 10. So this is a Yisod in the whole picture of how Chabad gives birth to, to Chagas and Nihim, to emotions. And the divine soul, that it's when it works perfectly. The thing is, we also have an animal soul to contend with, but that we'll discuss later. So, Kiamidis, you know, many different places, the Alter Rebbe made it very clear, and I'm just quoting from one of them, that when you say Bina is the mother of the children, Ema Bonim, that it's referring to that Bina, the contemplation that comes from Chachme and concludes in Das, as we shall learn, that deep, that, 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 that deep meditation and contemplation on the greatness of godliness, every person, according to their way, gives birth to emotions. And just like it's impossible to give birth to a child without a mother, it's impossible to revere God 
whether it's love or awe or beautifying and glorifying and revering without the meditation that comes before it. This is a Yisod in Chassidus Chabad and actually some of the Talmidei HaBal Shem Tev Magid didn't agree necessarily with Alter Rebbe's approach. But when you think about it, it stems with the Chabad Chagas and the hymn structure of the Esosphiris. That's where the Alter Rebbe brings. He doesn't just start that that's how the faculties work. Because if it was just the faculties, you can argue, maybe they begin on an emotional level. Who says? Maybe it doesn't always begin with the mind. But the Sviris Alienus, it's not that way. It's always Chabad Chagas Nehim. So in the faculties too, that's the order. And the Imais, the mothers, are always, the, are always Chabad. That's from the Sefer Yitzira. Those three, the first three steps, the first three roots. Now, so once we know that, so al in a way, without saying as much, is very responding to anyone that had issues with this approach. Because some argued that Balsam the Magid taught us, let's ignite the spark of the Etzema Nefesh in a person. al long contemplation, my modem that go, and you have to contemplate on them and learn them and study them, in a way is taking us back to the Seichel, which is important to learn Teirah. But the Balsam wanted to reveal the Pintalayit, that spark, even for people who are not scholars. Like one of the Talmidei Hamagid said in so-called criticizing the Alter Rebbe's approach. It's like a gun. It's loaded. It has the bullets. has everything in it. But the spark is missing. So some were concerned that the spark is missing. Now the truth is in the Haggadom of Tanya or I should say the before Tanya we have the Askoma. It says Vihihi Teres Abal Shemtev. That's the Veloshan actually from the Rebbe Rashab. But he says, And one of the Haskamas he writes, Yisrael, because he wants to say that this is really actualizing the Baal Shem because Alter Rebbe wasn't coming to weaken the spark. He was coming to make sure the spark will be sustained and will be directed properly. So in this just beginning, where we talk about Chabad Imeis, you have the whole approach of Chabad Chassidus, why it's called Chabad. Not to make, Chabad was not meant to be, let's intellectualize it instead of emotionalizing it. It's meant to make the Amidus come to the fullest expression, the Chabad. And secondly, the Alter Rebbe wasn't coming to put Alakus in Seichel. It's Punt Fakert. Its godliness is so powerful, it manifests in intelligence, in our cognitive process. Because remember, we're talking about a Nefesh Alakis here, a divine soul that manifests in three divine faculties called the cognitive divine faculties that are to understand godliness, as we'll soon learn. And then that gives birth to divine emotional faculties, to love and to be in awe of and respect and to venerate and beautify and glorify godliness. That's what the Alter Rebbe comes to do. So when you read this, came to accomplish. You in a way have preempting the, the, the arguments or the different approaches to what the Balshemtev and the Magid really wanted to teach. Okay. So now the next section it starts Ubir Ha'inyan. Ubir Ha'inyan, the Alter Rebbe is now going to explain how this actually works. You 
In other words, how Chochmah Bina Das work and how that gives birth to emotions. So we have here now, an, again, a fascinating look under the dashboard of the very nature of our souls, not just the components. We now know the components, but how does this process actually work? What are the dynamics of the three intellectual faculties, divine faculties of the divine soul? How they give birth to the divine emotion, the, the emotions of the divine soul. So after explaining the components of the divine soul, what are they? The ten components which reflect the mirror, the ten higher spheres, the three mothers that give birth, Chochmah bin Adas, that give birth to the seven emotions, Chesed Guru Teferes Netzach Said Malchus. Now he's going to explain how that takes place. What exactly is Chochmah? What is Bina? And what is Das? And how does that give birth to emotions? Which is critical because we need to know how it happens. So he's going to begin by explaining what Chochmah is, then what Bina is, and later what Das is. Chochmah and Bina are called father and mother. So even though in the general t- terms they're all called three mothers, Chochmah, Bina, Das, but when you break it down, each one has their role. So first he's going to begin with Chochmah, the spark of an idea, then developed in Bina, and then we get bind, we bind, because you need the father and mother to have, be intimate and bind with one another in order to give birth. It's not just to have, good enough to have a father and a mother. That's going to be Das. But the first thing he begins with, he says, He says, The divine, rational soul's intellect, which is its power to understand all things, he's going to say that's called Chochmah. Nikre b'shem Chochmah Koyachmah. It's called by the name Chochmah, which is the fusion of two Hebrew words, Koyach, the power of Mah, what? But for this, we're going to continue next week in the discussion and explanation of what Alter Rebbe says here. So everyone have a good voch, a good week. These programs can be all seen in their archives at tanyaapply.com where you can also submit any question or make any comment. Everyone be well and call tuf. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapply.com for archived classes and more resources.